Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We thank God for the opportunities given to us to rejoice. I know some of you have been starving for almost a month now. And I saw all the dancing out. Hallelujah. And you've been groaning. And saying that in Kranfui, Oman Hayei. Amen. But some of you didn't worship for all this month. The Accra folks say you shouldn't beat any drum. That means you shouldn't worship. That shouldn't be the case. Amen. Father, we thank you for this very wonderful day. We bless you for the abundance of grace that you bestowed upon us. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And we are so happy that we are alive. Someone did not see today. Somebody was buried this morning. But we are alive. And we are alive for a purpose. We are alive so that your glory will be seen in us. This morning, none of me but all of you I pray that, Lord, you speak to your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We thank God again. I know this word has been frozen for the past three weeks, but I have to deliver it. Today I taught it. I said, let me deliver it. First, I want to read our mission statement as a church. How many knows it? The mission statement of the Church of Pentecost. Mission statement. Anybody? Nobody. So you don't know why you are in Pentecost. And our vision statement. You don't know why you are here. What is before us? The mission statement says that we exist to establish responsible and self-sustaining churches filled with committed, spiritual Christians of character. I've underlined that. Who will impact their communities? You want to hear it again? Our mission statement is that we exist to establish responsible and self-sustaining churches filled with committed, spirit-filled Christians of character. Now you ask your neighbor, are you a man of character? Or are you a lady of character? Amen. Don't ask only the men, but the ladies too. Then, our vision statement to become a global Pentecostal church that is culturally relevant in vibrant evangelism. That's the vision statement. Church planting, discipleship, and holistic ministry. 
Hallelujah. This is our vision. So, as we go all over the world, this is what we do. We plant churches and the culture in there, we change it to the culture of Christ. That's why Pentecost Church is all over the world. Amen. As we prepare for the Bible week, I want us to have this in mind. That we are a church of evangelism. You know, I will talk about evangelism. God, this is what will allow us to grow. So wherever you go, you don't shut up, you speak out. Amen. Last week we said that we still see empty chairs. So we have a lot to do. As you go to the mechanic, as you sit in the trotro, please share the word. Because Jesus will soon come. Amen. Our target for today is understanding my redemption in Christ's basic message. Understanding my redemption in Christ's basic message. Redemption. What's the meaning of redemption? Buying back that which has been lost. Number one, buying back that which has been lost. Then B, deliverance from sin and freedom from captivity. So Christ came to the slave market, which is this big world, and said, you, 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 you belong to me. Actually, he bought everybody. His blood was shed for everybody on the face of this earth. Now, the day you activate this blood that was shed for you, you become part of the kingdom. Amen. So if a, a, a Buddhist or a, how do you call them, a, a Muslim today decide that I want to be with Christ, it's activated. We don't have to take this person to Jerusalem and to Calvary, wherever, and say, no, we want to do what? Apply the blood on you. The blood has already been applied. So the day you give your life to the Lord, it's activated. Then it becomes powerful in your life. Amen. Anytime I see, I know she'll be hearing her name here, Mami Pokua. Amen. There are so many testimonies that others will share. But she once told me, Daddy, I used to go from nightclub to nightclub. Amen. Is it true? From nightclub to nightclub, doing what? Dancing. But today, when I see this lady standing in here and dancing, she doesn't belong to the devil anymore. Amen. She has been redeemed. I don't know about you, but you have been redeemed too. And so your life is going to be exemplary. Others will see it and they will say, who is this girl? Who is this baby? Amen? She is different. Who is this guy? He's very different. And when they come closer, this is what I believe in. 
you would tell them who is in you. Amen. You couldn't do it when you were in the world. But now that you have been redeemed, now that you have been bought by, you tell others that Jesus is the Lord of your life. This morning, the question is being asked. When Jesus appeared this morning, will you be part of the redeemed? Will you be part of those who are going? Am I going to be part of it? What is that one thing in your life that will prevent you from going to heaven? Amen. He paid with his blood. And it is our prayer that this blood will still be powerful. I don't know what you've been going through, but when the going becomes very tough, when you see all those circumstances, look unto the Lord who has redeemed you. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Peter 1, 18 to 20. 1 Peter 1, 18 to 20. Today I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. I don't know if you have heard of that. If you have U version, you have the Passion. Amen. For you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty, empty and futile way of life handed down from generation to generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold which eventually perishes. But the precious blood of Christ, who like a spotless, unblemished lamb, was sacrificed for us. This part of God's plan, for he was chosen and destined for this before the foundation of the earth. Before that foundation was laid. But he has made manifest in these last days for you. Amen. Amen. He said he was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in this last days for your sake. Who was chosen before the foundation of the world? Hmm? Hallelujah. Christ came to redeem us. So that today, uh, last week I said something. Please, if I step on your toe, forgive me. That we don't go out because we don't understand who we are. If you were offended, then it's another spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. But a redeemed person knows what he's doing. If I'm talking to somebody, I know what he has done for me. And so that person will respond and say, what he has done for this man. Now, if you don't have a testimony, you cannot go out and share the word of God. But if he, he has saved you, 
if you went through that what turmoil, if you went through that bitter what divorce, and you are still alive, if you went through that accident, and you are still alive, then you have a story. Amen. Then you may say, Elder, you don't know where I came from. I'm from, I'm from that, 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 I don't want to mention those names. But the Lord saw you before even the foundation of the world. And he has redeemed you. He has taken you out. He has taken you out of the Nkunya. If you are from the Nkunya tribe, you are from uh, a Kwemu tribe, he has taken you out. So that you will make what impact in your community. This is what the Church of Pentecost stands for. And so this week, we have men coming in to share with us the foundation of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if my sins have been canceled, when I'm dancing, I dance with a meaning. I don't dance to show people up my high hair. Hallelujah. I've been set free. My chains are broken. And so when I'm dancing, it's not about somebody. And I don't care what somebody is saying. I know what he has done for me. Hallelujah. My last time of sharing here, I talk about holiness. It's a big word that nobody wants to go close to that. Nobody's holy, oh, just leave me alone. Amen. The Lord says it is possible for us to be holy. If you are redeemed, it is possible to be what? Holy. Turn to your neighbor, it's possible. Say to him, it is possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But perfectly, we are not all perfect. But holiness, we can be holy. This morning I asked you, what is your passion? What is your passion? Somebody will say, my passion is just soccer. Amen. My passion is Manchester United. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let Christ first be your passion. Now, whilst you are watching the match with your fellow guys, you share Christ with them. Because when the World Cup is over, what else do you have? Let me share with you a dream that I had some time ago somewhere across the ocean. It was the South Africa uh, World Cup. And I saw this dream. That this man said, oh, today I'm opening, or this week, or this whole month, I'm opening my church for the what? The matches to be screened so that all will come in and watch it. Then I asked him, in the dream I asked him, are you sure they will come? He said, soccer, they will come. Amen. Then when the soccer was, you know, in a dream sometime, a whole month, you can see it in 30 minutes. <laughs> Have you been there? So when the World Cup was over, I went back to this man. I wasn't in Ghana, but I went back to, and it was in Ghana. I went back to this man. I said, what happened to the people who came to the church? I said, I don't know. It's Sunday and they didn't come to church. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So people's passion will be soccer. Your passion may be, may be what? Skiing. Your passion may be some, some other sports. But let Christ first be your passion. Because soon and very soon he will come. I know these are messages that we need to be quiet and listen to it. Give me 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Today we are being called to live in holiness. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not of your own. Amen. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. How many are honoring God with their body today? With their bodies today? Now you ask yourself, am I honoring God with my body? Or anything that comes my way, oh, you can have it. Hallelujah. You can have your own way. No, I'm going to honor God with my body. In the name of Jesus. Go to 21. Oh, I'm sorry. Amen. So we have been called to go to God in holiness. And we are to live in holiness. And there's a call to go to, I mean, to be holy before God. Go to Colossians 3, 3 to 11. He said that we should not have, we should have little desire for this world. We should have little desire for this world. Colossians 3, 3 to 11. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then all you also will appear with him in glory. Say so we were dead with Christ or we died with Christ. And so this body, I cannot misuse it. My language is going to be different. At the office, it's going to be different. Others will see it and it's going to be different. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual, what? Immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now, can I say now? But now. I used to be something else. I mean, when your life is filled, you say, I was something else. But now. You must rid yourself of all such things in this. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. This is in the Bible. I mean, when you are angry, what do you do as a father? 
Nobody eats in the house. Amen? And you go out and eat. I know we don't have that in this room. Then you come back. He said, do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self with its what? Practices. Your old self. In the marriage school, we've been sharing, about, been sharing with them about you having a husband, your husband giving him a name. Kofi Enentro. I know you are not incarnation, you are incarnation. You say you are incarnation. You are an Achimota. So lying shouldn't be part of you. Amen. The redeemed don't lie. Is that possible? Yes. The redeemed don't lie. What about anger? Are we redeemed? We can be angry, right? It should be a righteous one. So we should not let our anger, I mean the sun goes down on our anger. I mean to understand that school fees will not be paid. I'm angry. You've been angry at somebody for the past 15 years. And you are not in good terms. So don't come close to me. Even right here, you may have somebody. Why you see him or her dancing? Oh, Nale. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Jesus is coming soon. And you have been winning souls. You have been doing good. You have been sharing your clothes. But the Lord will say, there's one thing that I press on your heart, but you did not repent. So this morning, I want to ask you, what is that one thing? Hallelujah. I want to share a book with somebody here. It says 99% holiness is not enough. The 1% will take you to hell. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that scary? Amen. Now you say to your kids, go to your room. Your mommy and I want to watch a movie. There's something wrong somewhere there. Hallelujah. As your daddy, as a daddy, you are watching with them because there's nothing filthy in them. Amen. So we have put off the old self and a new has come. And we said last week that if I'm redeemed or if I've been set free, I can stand before somebody and say to him or her, Christ loves you. And he wants to redeem you too. In the name of Jesus. He said we should have little desire for this world. How many love the world? How many today love the, you love the world? This world is not our home. We will soon go away. I don't know how many people. A family member died last, a week ago. So he was walking out, boom. And that was it. Yours may be this afternoon. But I'm not here to scare you. But soon and very soon, you will stand before the one who called you. Amen. Move on to 11. And we have put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. 
So, if I don't renew myself in the word, I will never know. I can never be holy. I can never live a sanctified life. I need to know what the word of God is saying about this holiness thing. This redeemed life. So this whole week, we are all coming in here. From Monday to what? Friday, we are coming. To hear the word of God. What has God got for me? Hallelujah. Then the next scripture I want to share with you. It's Romans 6, 6 to 14. Say we were crucified with Christ and incapable of sinning. I was crucified with Christ when he hung on that tree. You, Kwabana, Akosia, Kweku, you were crucified with him. Romans 6, 6 to 14. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. The body of what? Sin. Might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Remember the Lord came to the slave market and said, you are released. Your chains are broken. Now we sang that song, right? My chains are broken. Now I'm set free. Now if your chains are broken, you don't go back there to your slave master and say, please put the chains on again. I want to save you again. My God, he's a jealous God. He will not tolerate that. Amen. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So it is possible. We can do it. We can stay away from what? Sin. Amen. Go ahead. To eight. Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. If we died with Christ, today we are living with him. And a day is coming that he will receive us into glory. But if you don't believe it, if you have not accepted him as your Lord, heaven doesn't belong to you. This is our basic message. This is what we are telling the whole world. Everywhere we go, we tell them that Christ is alive. And a perfect plan of salvation has been given to each and every one. Amen. That is why I read a mission statement for you. Now, I ask myself, what is my character? The best person to ask would be maybe my wife. Amen. Who is this guy at home? Amen. So sometimes I ask her, so who am I? And what do I do that you don't like? If you are not married, just ask your sister. Ask your brother, who am I? Because soon and very soon the trumpet will sound. And we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Death has no, no longer has mastery over him. 
The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Amen. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So I am dead to sin. You may sleep, we may sleep, but when you sleep and fall, please get up. Hallelujah. This is why I always illustrate it. If I have some metallic stuff in my pocket, and this is plastic, I cannot attach it to my body. Amen? So the blood that is in you, the blood that is, has cleansed you 2,000 years ago, that blood is still there. And sin cannot cleanse to you. Sin cannot do what? Clench to you. Sometimes what do we say? Oh, I will do it. Then later I will repent. Oh, boo. Amen? Maybe in your sin or in that relationship, that questionable, last week I said it, that questionable relationship, maybe in it you will die. He will call you home. As I said, this, this is not a message that you see somebody dropping money. Amen. Amen. I believe in after we have danced, after we have jumped, after we have done all that we've been doing, we need to sit down and ask ourselves, if Jesus comes this hour, Kwabana Danso, are you going? Akosia Kumia, are you going? That's the most important thing that we need to do. Amen. Amen. So if you are sinning, if it is your lifestyle, today we are saying that it's over. It's over. It's over. We are bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. It is over. Amen. Now, how do we maintain this relationship with our Redeemer? There's a need for us to be what? Grow in maturity. And you cannot grow in maturity if you are not attached to the Savior. There's a song that we sing, Yesu de miade wa fam. Or de ma fam in home. I mean, if you are hugging Christ day and night, every day, every hour, He will help you grow into maturity in the name of Jesus. So he says, it is only when we abide in him that he will help us grow in him. In the name of Jesus. The other time I talk about this holiness in a lengthy way. But there are some things that you do that will not push you into that. Amen. There are some things that you will do. And it's about the baptism of fire. I mean, if the fire is in you, it's very difficult to come and do what? Pull my pants down. Hallelujah. If the fire is in you, you slap that person in the face. You say, hey, you are touching fire. Hallelujah. If that fire is in you, you don't mess up. 
And if you are messing up and somebody tells you, lady, guy, you are going the wrong way, you'll be reminded and you say, hey, this meal, I've been redeemed, no. I don't have to go back and put the chains on anymore. Amen. So do something radical. Today, if I ask you to bring me your phone or your phones and check on all the apps, the movies that you've been watching, some of us will be shocked. Amen. Somebody is laughing. Amen. Don't delete it. I'll call you and check it out. Amen. So we are doing something right. This is what I love watching. But today, Christ is telling you, mm, if you love that thing, then you are not with him. This is what I love doing. So you love that more than God? It cannot be. I, am, I want you to go home. I want us all to go home. Say to us, I am redeemed. He came to the slave market and he bought me with that precious blood. Amen. So I'm not a slave anymore. Sin have no dominion over me. I'm a slave. But when you see me down, I will do what? I will get up. Hallelujah. You see, you'll be contaminated if we don't do anything about what we are doing. Those guys that you've been moving with, they'll contaminate you. So I go there to watch soccer and all that. And what do they do? And blah, 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 blah. And you don't tell them anything. If it's a questionable place, please don't go. This is what Christianity is all about. Because we have a message. And if we don't do anything about our personal life, we cannot go out and tell anybody. We will not win them. Or they will come and they will go away. Amen. And make it your personal goal to be like Jesus. So there was this time in the 80s, WWJD. What would Jesus do? In this situation, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? In this situation. Amen. When we imitate Jesus, we will constantly be humble. We will constantly be humble. Last week I told you about a guy here that I visited and followed me to church. Last week it happened again. I went to a mechanic and the mechanic said, I want to go with you to church. Amen. This is how it should be. Anywhere we go, I've said it again. In Trotro, at work, they should know who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. What's my next point? They dream about reaching the lost instead of dreaming filthy. And we should dream about souls, souls, souls. My prayer today is that the Lord will reveal to us those who are lost. Those who need Christ. Maybe you have never witnessed to any member of your family. But one thing I know, that the Lord saved me and I started praying for my family. The Lord has saved you so that you will, you will reach out to your family members, your community. They should be able to point and say, this man is not like that. This man, we don't hear any day in the house. Amen. 
There's no chaotic in that house. They should be able to say it. Amen. This is practical Christian life. And when we live it this way, the Lord will be smiling on us the day he comes. Amen. Amen. Then we should have the spirit of discernment. That's the spirit, that's the gift that we need in these last days. Discernment. Somebody invited you to that church because you are the redeemed of the Lord. When you enter into that church, you know that mm, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. What is delaying in your life? Because you are redeemed, you go down on your knees and say, Lord, I don't care what is going around me. I know you will do it. Amen. My redemption has already been bought. Your redemption has already been bought. It has been paid for. So we cannot go back and do the same old, same old thing again. Now, holiness got nothing to do with legalism. So when you see it, I say here, always talking about holiness. It's not about legalism. It's part of us. It should be part of us. Now, if you are not holy, you cannot see the Lord. If you are not holy, you will never see him. Amen. Now, one thing I, I also want to say, make a covenant with your eyes that you will not watch anything that is not of God. Make a covenant with your eyes. That this thing that I'm, I've been enjoying, oh, and I always care myself with this, this flesh that you see, the day I die, it's not going to heaven. This your eyes, they'll be taken out. We will rot and die. But that inner man in us, we need to feed it. And when you feed that inner man, that day, the one who is living in the inner man will come and take you and give you a new body. Do we believe this? Do you accept it? This is like a movie to you if you have not given your life to the Lord. With this message, I was talking to those who, have not, those who are in the faith that are still doing that same old, same old. But this morning, the opportunity is given to you that if you have not received Christ as your personal Savior, it will be very difficult. And you will decide today, I won't do that again, no. But the following day, you see yourself doing it again. Because the spirit of that, that fire is not in you. Because the blood has not been activated in you. So I have three minutes to go. If you want to give your life to the Lord, the door is open. We are people of character. I've read that. We are people who have been set apart. Yes. We don't follow other people. Yes, we follow Jesus because he's the author and finisher of our faith. Who is coming? Who wants to give his life or her life to the Lord? Today is Father's Day. Amen. Just bow down your heads.